Good to go. Okay, we're all set. Sweet. All right. Uh, Kay, if you would call us to order. Sure. Hello, my name is Kay Johnson, and I'm a member of the Sustainability Advisory Board, uh, filling in for the chair and the vice chair, who are both um, unexpectedly absent tonight. So um, the first order of business would be to approve our minutes for our May April meeting. And Jasmine, do you want to, before we actually do that, do you want to go over the rules of the Yes, I forgot, I forgot to put that in there. This is Jasmine Moore, Sustainability Director. And uh, just a few reminders about uh, join, joining the meeting virtually. Um, if you are a board member, if you would leave your camera on so that we can see that you're present. Um, and every time that you speak, if you would say your name so that those that are listening uh, just into the audio know who, who's talking, that would be really helpful. Um, the other reminders are to mute yourself if you are not talking, just so to eliminate some of that background noise. And um, uh, for members of the public that are attending, uh, you, you don't have to keep your camera on the whole time. Um, and you can just turn it on if you're giving public comment uh, so that we um, know you're ready to give public comment. And I, oh, for any action that's taken, uh, the chair will need to call roll so that, uh, so that we can see uh, and hear verbally um, who approves or does not approve each item. Uh, so I think that's it for now. Uh, and if I forgot anything, I may jump in later with, um, with a reminder. All right, thanks, Jasmine. So as I said, uh, my name is Kay Johnson and we need a motion to approve the minutes. I looked at them, they look fine to me, but I need a motion in a second. This is Ben Sykes, I move. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Alice. And you go, I'll second it, go ahead. Okay, uh, I move that we uh, approve the minutes from April. And uh, uh, was that Allison Koontz that second, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Allison Koontz seconds it. So let me get my gallery view back on. So I will, um, we need to, mo uh, we got the motion in the second. So all in favor say aye. And um, I will say aye first. And Kate. And Ben. Oops. Aye. Sarah. Aye. Morgan. Aye. Deb. Aye. <laughs> it's interesting, Deb. Your mouth moved, but we didn't hear your voice right away. So there was a little delay. That was interesting. Um, then I think uh, Allison is on the phone. Aye. Okay, great. Is that everyone? Has anybody else joined? I don't think so. Okay, so the minutes are approved. And we'll go into our agenda items. The um, last month we talked about breaking into subcommittees so that we could get more work done. And so some people have had a chance and others, uh, many have not, I think, probably had a chance to schedule these subcommittee meetings. But uh, I'll probably just go down the, uh, the list and ask if 
um, whoever is the um, a SAB champion to report. And if the SAB champion is not available, whoever is available may be able to um, fill us in on the status of the subcommittees. So the first subcommittee is weatherization. And okay. I think Jack, what was that? Uh, this is Jasmine. Um, we did have a couple of people that um, wanted to give public comment. And so I just oh, I'm sorry. To, uh, put that out for consideration to move co public comment up so those folks could participate first. Sure, absolutely. I'm sorry, I forgot you'd said that. Okay, so we'll have public comment first. And is, can you all manage that? I don't know. This is Jasmine, yes. So if you uh, would like to give public comment on an item that is not on the agenda, if you would just turn your video on or uh, raise your hand using the feature um, in Zoom, um, that would be great. So I see oh. Tony Schmidt is one that uh, would like to give public comment. So go ahead, Tony. I would, thank you, Jasmine. Um, thanks very much. Uh, some of you may recognize me. I'm with Citizens Climate Lobby and we came and spoke to you guys uh, just before the pandemic hit. And so everything has been kind of uh, sidelined and um, we are hopeful of uh, uh, asking you all if maybe we could have a, a new hearing uh, sometime in the in a future meeting here. Um, a lot has been happening with our group. Um, we're in fact, Jasmine was kind enough to let me speak uh, first because we have our monthly citizens climate lobby meeting at seven o'clock, and uh, I'm trying to get ready for that. Uh, but I'm really happy to to have this opportunity. Um, we met with our congressional delegation in March and getting ready to meet with them again in June. Uh, we're, we've really got the full court press on this year. Uh, it's an important year. Um, we have a lot of support from uh, potential support in the administration with John Kerry and Jenny McCarthy and Janet Yellen and, and uh, Joe Biden's former uh, junior senator, uh, Chris Coons, uh, all supporting uh, a, a carbon fee. Um, and I'm just hopeful that we could come in and talk about some of the things that are developing in tandem with the infrastructure and jobs program uh, that the president is working on. Uh, but the important thing is we need a few responsible endorsements to help us here in the state of Kansas. Um, we're working hard to get Republicans to engage on this issue. And we, we've been promoting the um, uh, Growing Climate Solutions Act, which is a, a bill that looks very likely to pass Congress here, uh, even in the next month, uh, that regards uh, carbon sequestration credits for farmers. And, you know, it's a good way to get some of our Kansas people engaged on this issue a little bit on a national level. Um, but um, we, we need some help getting uh, entities like Topeka and Pittsburgh, uh, Chambers of Commerce, and you guys would help us tremendously. Um, just, just with an endorsement, no commitment, 
Um, you know, I, I will say that of our uh, close to 100 endorsers uh, in this, this the house, uh, half of them were also endorsers of the, the Green New Deal. So, you know, the, the general consensus is that in Congress, if you're a Democrat, that, you know, let's, let's engage on climate. Let's do what will pass in climate. And uh, ours is one of those uh, important options. It, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a complement to anything that we do on the environment. Putting a price on carbon and turning the fees as dividends is only going to help every other thing that we do uh, as far as uh, clean energy promotion. I think I went over my three minutes. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> um, is this appropriate way to go ahead and ask for a, a future meeting, um, Jasmine? Jasmine Moore, Sustainability Director. Um, yes. So for uh, this, in this um, setting, you gave your public comment, uh, and then the board can choose to respond to that now or not. Um, and uh, you could also uh, reach out to board members via email uh, if if you would like to get a response that way as well. So the board at this okay. point can can choose to um, you know have discussion about this or. Um, say thank you for your public comment and uh, consider it uh, at a later time. Okay, all right. Um, thank you, everybody. It's good to see you again. Thank you. <laughs> yes, bye now. So uh, I know there are a couple other folks, members of the public, um, and so if you are a member of the public and would like to give public comment, if you would turn your camera on or raise your hand in Zoom uh, and let me know for an item that's not on the agenda tonight. Um, let me know and I'll just leave that invitation open for a, a few more seconds in case there's someone. I do not see anyone who's indicated that they would like to give public comment. So I'll turn it back over to you, Kay. Okay, I got to get my agenda back in front of me. So um, as I was saying, we uh, worked last month on um, developing our subcommittees. So the first one up is weatherization program. And since Jackie is not in attendance, Ben, uh, can you report out on, on this? Did you have a chance to talk to Jackie? Um, we, we spoke over email. Uh, we haven't yet had a meeting, but there was some trading back and forth. Um, I'm definitely no Jackie, and I never will be, but um, I know that Jackie has reached out to city staff members that are responsible for the weatherization program and that they've been completely redesigning it this year. So they're also, I think, in favor of us thinking outside of the box and don't not necessarily relying on how it was done in the past. Um, in particular, one of the key characteristics previously was that there wasn't a measure of effectiveness of the program previously. So going forward, uh, one of the items that they were in favor of was doing energy audits before and after to measure efficiency gains, essentially. And that one of the central goals of the program is to include, uh, you know, providing a true benefit to the city's low-income homeowners in terms of energy efficiency of their homes. 
Um, Jackie had some more information from them, and uh, her and I have uh, started editing, editing a Google Doc to discuss when we meet next, but we haven't yet um, figured out that exact time um, or if other people um, might be brought into the subcommittee. That, that's great. Thanks, Ben. Now, if, if I may ask a question, would that, um, after the audit, uh, would a private contractor be selected to do the uh, energy weatherization, or would the city have responsibility for that? Um, that's a really good question, Kay, and I'm not actually sure how it was done previously. So I'm not sure if it, if it would continue to be done that way, or maybe it would be done in a new way if it would be a private contractor or the city. Um, but that's definitely something that I can, I can ask and that um, Jackie and I can make sure to talk about. Yeah, I, was just I don't even know if the audits themselves might be a private contractor or it might be the city. That would be important points. I know that um, auditors have not been uh, as gainfully employed as they would have liked to have been during the COVID situation. I've seen that reported. And so that would be really great if private contractors would be, you know, available to do that kind of work or bid on that or however that would work out. Okay, thank you very much. And the next one is the Climate Action Plan and I, and um, Makakwa and Kira, I, I don't believe Kira is on the phone either. Um, we have not had a meeting, but we have uh, traded dates for a meeting, and I don't know if um, if I haven't seen that one was set, um, so I, I don't have any particular information about that. Um, the next one would be the weeds ordinance, and that would be to uh, revise the ordinance um, so that urban farming and food trees would be included and not, um, and probably native plants would not be discriminated against, <laughs> which I believe that the weeds ordinance does that. So Ben, you're the champion for SAB for that. Yeah. And, um, we've got a great committee, uh, Sarah and Kira are both contributing and, and we did have a, a short meeting um, on May 3rd to just talk about um, subcommittee membership and generally what our goals were. And I think we had a really good um, kind of foundation there. Um, since then, uh, Michael Allman and Courtney Masterson, um, two people in the community that represent kind of different um, aspects of the, the important elements that we want to think about with weed, with the weed ordinance, um, have agreed to be on the subcommittee as well. So members of the community are, are participating. Um, and we have scheduled our um, an upcoming meeting for next week um, where we will all meet uh, Sarah, Kira, Courtney, and I, uh, and Michael. And I think Michael's on here as well. And um, one of the things that we talked about in our short meeting also is that um, in this meeting, we just wanted to make a quick announcement that, you know, if anybody else wants to participate or has a, a vested interest in um, what happens with the weed ordinance or particular aspects of that, we welcome other membership on the subcommittee as well. And again, I might add, I don't think you have to have the title weed ordinance. So if you're thinking about changing something, maybe the title should be changed. It's kind of a weird, a weird title. 
for that ordinance. Just yeah, I a think suggestion for my part. It, it part of it helps us focus. I think at the beginning here is to just like think carefully about what we can get done in a in a reasonable amount of time. And since that's kind of the genesis for this, uh, I think it's a good seed. But you know, no pun intended. <laughs> but I, I do think we we may expand outside of that. Um, you know, just simply the weed ordinance to think more um, holistically about you know plantings and and what are you know what the city should think about what lawns look like and what you know horticulture looks like and, and how people plant and and I think Kira is a strong advocate she ripped up her whole lawn and converted it to uh, resilient drought agriculture stuff so we definitely have um, I think a broad range of, of different opinions about how that can work looks like um, Dawn has her hand up as well so, so how does that work uh, Jasmine this can she speak at that now oh sorry yeah this is Jasmine, Sustainability Director. Um, yeah, you can uh, open this up to public comment um, as you go through each one or at the end or however you like. So um, probably be just as easy to do it right now. So Don, if you have suggestion or comments. Hi, thank you, Don Hawkins, uh, rural Douglas County. Um, I didn't know how this was going to work on the, uh, when I looked at the agenda. I thought maybe you'd be talking about each one. Um, but so my, my main question is, how do I let the board know the things that I would be interested in? Because um, I, uh, I, I don't know. I don't see anything online as far as where, how you sign up. So that's a, a question. But also regarding the weed um, ordinance, and I also think that it's a ridiculous name, um, it's uh, a good time to work with the county because they're completely reviewing their plan. And I realize there are a lot of uh, differences there, but um, and I'm not sure logistically how that would work if you need to, the, this subcommittee needs to be established on its own. Uh, but this board um, represents Douglas County too, or no, it's just Jasmine works for, for both city right. and county. Okay, I always get that mixed up. Anyway, um, so I don't know. It might be worth um, communicating with, with some county staffers about how efforts could be coordinated so the people who are interested uh, at all levels um, about these particular issues could, um, I don't know, seems more efficient, that's all, just to maybe connect with the county folks. And I'm interested in both the climate subcommittee and the, the um, weed ordinance committee. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Don. Uh, ben, you could put her on your list. And I think um, Jasmine probably has Don's contact information, I, I believe. Don't you, Jasmine? This is Jasmine. Yes, I do. Um, Don, you would just put it in the chat again. That would be helpful. And I'll make sure to get it to Ben um, on the point of how to join subcommittees. Uh, one of the things that was discussed last time was just inviting the public to email uh, champions directly. Um, so if if that still works, then I'll just put that in the minutes as the direction. Um, OK, does that sound okay that works for me head nods and yep. then ben do you have a if anyone wanted to join your upcoming meeting next week do you have details that we could share tonight or not quite yet 
I do. We, we wrangled schedules to figure out which time would work, but I can, uh, I just have to look it up on my email of what it was. Cause I don't have it off the top of my head and Maybe I should have put it in the chat. I can, I can do that. I should have also, Oh, Sarah's got it. I was just going to say, Sarah, you're on here. So if you have anything to add, since you were part of the meeting too, I'd really uh, appreciate any kind of supplement that you had. I, I probably didn't capture it all. Hi, this is Sarah Chenoweth here, board member. Um, to kind of, well, to Don's point about the the city and the county, that is something that we did talk about um, and that uh, Michael actually, I think, was the one who who kind of told us how that works. But this, the city ordinance is very different from the county ordinance, which is a little more governed by the state. Um, so I'm always down to to helping um, out that larger group. Um, but I think that we, I, the way we talked about it, we are right now focusing on the, the city ordinance because that's something different, right? I believe that's right. And I, I think, you know, our advisory board uh, in, in its capacity has the ability to make recommendations to the city, even though those may have, you know, discussion, stimulate discussions with at the county level. Um, I did also reach out. Um, Michael is, is fairly familiar with all the human beings that we, we might need to contact. And, and Brian Jimenez is one of the enforcement um, people for the city that enforces this weed ordinance. And so I did reach out by email just to ask uh, if he would have time to, to discuss like what they th kind of like Jackie had done, the city employees, what they you know see as the big challenges. So hopefully he might even be able to join us at this, this meeting or um, talk to him in a separate capacity but yeah i think it, thank you very much sarah for and also sarah chenoweth again board member i just wanted to add just for the public and so everyone knows that we are um talking about equity issues also um in relation to this ordinance and how it affects different people in different areas differently so <laughs> that's good all right i I think that is um, it. Thanks, Don and Sarah and uh, Ben for contributing for that. And the next one is uh, clean energy and energy efficiency for city operations. And I am the um, SAB champion for that. Um, so uh, this is Kay Johnson again. So we have been, um, I uh, have reached out to Jasmine and our uh, task is to um, look at city operations and moving um, and identifying what city provided resources are available toward clean energy. And um, we're also looking at public transportation. So because this affects several of the different departments, I've asked Jasmine um, about including other department uh, representatives. So in, in our um, subcommittee and uh, Allison is also on our uh, committee. So we're in the process of setting up a time um, maybe next week um, to meet. We haven't got the date set, um, but we also wouldn't mind having anybody, any member of the public that's interested in joining us. That would be great too. And you can just email me or uh, put it in the chat. Um, I think all of our emails are on the city website as members, so I think people can get get our email addresses from that. Isn't that right, Jasmine? 
Jasmine Moore, Sustainability Director. Yes, all the emails are on, on the Sustainability Advisory Board website. Um, I'll also include them in, in the minutes just as a easier way to reference them if, if folks uh, are looking for them um, in association with this meeting. Okay. And let's see, the next one is uh, energy efficiency and codes and energy conservation for green buildings. And Deb Ford is the SAB champion. So Deb, do you want to talk about that? Yes, this is Deb Ford, um, board member. Uh, we have not met as a group yet. We have a Zoom meeting set up for next Monday, um, this coming Monday, where we'll set timelines for meeting and uh, processes for getting uh, through the recommendations to the board. Uh, and if anyone wants to join, let us know. I can add you to the Zoom call that we're having on Monday. I uh, believe it. we settled for 3 o'clock. Um, I have a question for Jasmine. You know, in the last meeting, we made a recommendation about, was that for vehicle charging stations? And I'm trying to remember for sure. This is Jasmine. I don't recall. So if you could okay. elaborate, that would be helpful. Uh, whatever. What was the um, the recommendation that we made? Right at the. It's probably right in the minutes. The very first thing. It was a recommendation for a grant. Oh. And I am. Yes. This is Jasmine, sustainability director. Uh, yes, that was to write a letter of support for uh, Lawrence Transit to apply for some additional electric buses. Oh, okay. Well, we'll put that in the subcommittee that I'm working on. I was trying to remember if that had to do with vehicle charging stations, and it clearly does not. Um, but I'm wondering if there are some people that would be interested in uh, joining that have an interest in the vehicle charging stations in this subcommittee. Do we know where the city, are there city vehicle charging stations that are municipal charging stations? This is Jen, Sustainability Director. Currently, we do not have any electric vehicles in the city fleet. Uh, we do have uh, a, a vehicle charging station on city land that's available. Um, right now, that's at Rock Chalk Park. Um, and there are plans to install uh, at least one other location currently. Um, so, so that's it's on the radar, but we, we don't have a specific plan as of right now. Um, that can change quickly, but um, that's the current state. Okay, thanks. I'm I was just curious. <laughs> Sorry, Deb. Um, do you have other things you want to add? No, but um, part of our meeting on Monday, I was planning on discussing the different um, organizations that we can reach out to, and one is just the city zoning department and code department to see where they're standing out and what they're thinking of future improvements would be. And then I've got contacts with um, code consultants and um, engineers that can help us with ordinances that might help that they've been working through in other cities and localities. So we can branch out to see what's happening with the electric 
charging stations uh, because I know that some places like Hy-Vee and everything are doing and that might be part of a zoning, um, local zoning. And I haven't worked in Lawrence for a while as an architect, so I need to reach out and brush up what is already um, in the plans and what they're thinking about in the future. I think that that is great. Okay. Well, thanks, Dip. I think that is um, that that concludes the section on our subcommittees. So we'll okay. move. Oh, sorry. Um, this is Jasmine, oh. sustainability director. It looks like Michael has his up uh, he, for public okay. comment. Go ahead, Michael. Michael. Hi. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm Michael Allman with Sustainability Action Network. Um, yeah, my comment actually was back on number uh, four, the energy efficiency and city operations. Um, you may have noticed that uh, Lawrence now electricity use is at about 98%. I think Jasmine might confirm that. There was an EPA award recently. Lawrence is in the top 30 local cities uh, on their green energy list because we have 98% of our the city operations electricity, 98%. So as far as city operations go in number four, most of your focus really should be on the city vehicle fleet. Jasmine just said that we have no electric vehicles in the fleet and that's true. And there are some, Jasmine, I don't know if you might know the number. I think there's some 300 or more vehicles in the fleet. Um, I met with the mayor and a couple other commissioners, just one-on-one, -on -one, not as a group, uh, recently about their plan for a central maintenance facility at the old farmland site, um, maintenance garage and fuel depot um household hazardous waste putting parks and recreation putting it all in one place and they have this huge fuel depot plan there you know for diesel and gasoline and i pointed out your goal as city um energy use 100 percent renewable energy by 2035 we already got the electricity now it's the vehicles now it's the fossil fuels and their vehicle replacement cycle is every 12 to 15 years, any given vehicle is recycled, is, is replaced. Um, and if they're gonna have a 100% electric vehicle fleet by 2035, just do the math. When do they have to start changing those electric vehicles? It's pretty much now. And this whole facility on the east side of town has to be designed for electric vehicles, not fossil fuel vehicles. Um, the bus maintenance garage, which is up by the Evergy coal plant, um, they're going to have five electric buses. They're going to put electric charging stations there. The city needs to put electric charging stations for the city fleet all over town. So I just wanted to make sure that you have that on your radar. You know, the, the electricity question isn't a biggie anymore. The building envelopes and uh, energy efficient windows question. It's not a biggie anymore. It's you're pretty much accomplished that. Now it comes down to the vehicles for the most part. So 
just to um, point that out to you. Thank you, Michael. Um, Thank you. As we start to discuss these things with the different departments, that will be real important to ask. We shouldn't be putting the old things in if they're building new. So the new technology needs to follow these buildings. So this I is can... Ben Sykes. Uh, Kay, can I ask a question as well? Uh, ben Sykes, sustainability board member. Um, and it's a bit about um, what you're asking about charging stations. I guess my question, and, and maybe Jasmine, you can answer this. Does the city have any kind of program to subsidize, offer tax incentives or anything like that for private companies that put uh, electric charging stations on their property? Um, you know, the city can affect what we put on our property, but obviously through tax incentives and things like that, they can encourage those kind of things throughout the city. Is there anything like that going on right now or no? Jasmine Moore, sustainability director, no. There are currently no incentives for private installation from the city's perspective. Um, there are still some federal rebates, I know, related to electric vehicles. Uh, I, I'm not sure if the, some of those rebates can be applied to electric vehicle charging infrastructure as well. I know for vehicle purchases, there's still some federal incentives uh, related to that. But on the city side, there are currently no incentives. Well, that's really good to know. Um, I would think that with some of the federal money that should be coming from um, the infrastructure, if that ever gets passed uh, through Congress uh, and signed by the president, that we might see some extra um, incentive funds that might be available for that sort of thing. But I think definitely we should have, we should be looking at plans for that. Thanks for bringing that up, Ben. Okay, so does anybody else have any questions before we move on to the staff report? Perfect, okay, thank you. And let's move on, Jasmine. Jasmine Moore, Sustainability Director. Um, first, just one of the uh, administrative items uh, uh, Lily Mitchell recently res resigned from SAB in this last month. So there is one board opening uh, for the Sustainability Advisory Board. That term expires December 2021. So um, uh, we're looking for applicants currently, and the mayor will make a recommendation to the city commission. Uh, he's pretty good about doing that pretty quickly. So uh, if there's any members of the public that are interested in joining the group, um, then uh, there's an opportunity and uh, a link on the, uh, the city's website on how to join. So that's the first thing. And then uh, wanted to give a status update on the recommendations from the Sustainability Advisory Board to the City Commission. There are two current outstanding recommendations. The first is the single-use bag ordinance um, recommendation. Uh, this one is pretty much ready to go uh, to the City Commission. The City Commission and the City Manager's Office work together to schedule items um, for consideration by the Commission. And this one has been on the uh, future agenda items list for a while now. Uh, and in this last year was 
put on pause as uh, as the pandemic played out, um, and a little bit of the uh, Kansas legislature as well. So, um, so right now, staff is just waiting from the signal for a signal from the city commission that they're ready to put this on their agenda for consideration and discussion. So, uh, there's not much more um, to report at this point um, on that item. We're just waiting waiting for the, the green light. Um, so Jasmine, before you go on, mm-hmm. so it, while the, the Sustainability Advisory Board has done its part, um, as individuals, we could possibly discuss um, this with um, the mayor and others to urge them to move that along. Yes, you can always reach out to a commissioner uh, to talk with them about, um, you know, what you would like to see happen. Um, And and you're right, like not as a board, but as a individual member, you're welcome to do that. All right. Thanks. The second item is related to uh, the sorry, I'm just looking at my notes here. This board made a recommendation related to solar readiness for new construction um, about a year ago. And uh, to be frank, it it just got lost in in the shuffle as things were starting to shut down last year. So uh, since I realized that, we picked it back up and I've met with the planning staff from the planning department to discuss what the implications would be. And so I'm working on a staff report uh, that will will go to the city commission. Um, if you recall last year, uh, for a recommendation like this that's related to the code, it would be uh, at the city commission would consider the recommendation and they would uh, direct staff to initiate a text amendment to change the code. So that's the, the trigger that, that would happen. Um, that's the action that would be taken at the city commission level. So they could either um, choose to not do anything or to uh, direct staff to do that text amendment. So um, so I'm working on getting that scheduled now. Um, and so that's the update on the solar readiness piece. Are there any questions on either of those? Michael has, Michael Allman has his hand up. Jasmine, I don't have any questions. Okay. Go ahead, Michael. Okay, thank you, Michael Allman. Um, the uh, the single-use bag ordinance uh, was first put on the City Commission future agenda item list last August 8th, and it was actually scheduled for a couple sessions uh, and then pulled off the, the city agenda. So my, my question is for Jasmine, I assume if it's, uh, as they say, shovel ready, um, that you've already created a staff report for that? Jasmine Moore, sustainability director. Yes, the staff report and uh, the city attorney's office has put together uh, an ordinance of what that would look like. Good, okay, well, could you please send me a copy of that staff report? This is Jasmine Moore, Sustainability Director. I'll just check uh, internally just to see if there's any challenges with that, um, but, uh, and then I'll, I'll get you something. Okay, 
Thank you. Probably it would be a good idea, Jasmine, if you gave that to the SAB board as well. Whatever you probably send out would be a good idea to give to us. Happy to do it. Thank you. Any other questions? Questions on either of those two items? Okay. Um, so Jasmine Moore, Sustainability Director. We have a, a, a few other things that are exciting that I'm happy to report on. Um, Michael shared one of them related to our energy use and how uh, the city of Lawrence is being recognized as a top user of green energy by the um, U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. So we're in the top 30 of uh, cities in the country that are using uh, clean energy. So the, the, that's uh, pretty exciting. And then the other thing related to energy is that um, Evergy recently announced that they will start to shut down the coal-powered plant that's in Lawrence, the Lawrence Energy Center, um, and hopefully transition that to a clean energy uh, source um, for possibly solar or um, possibly wind. So, um, so that uh, transition is starting now and uh, is scheduled to uh, be completely closed down the plant by 2023. Um, the statements from Evergy have said that the folks that are working currently at the uh, Lawrence Energy Center, uh, they will be transitioned into other functions within the organization. And so those won't be jobs that are lost. They'll just be uh, reallocated to another assignment. So, so that's the the big news in energy. Um, also wanted to share that we are having another electronic recycling event on June 5th, which is a Saturday. Uh, so the last one we had was last fall and we had uh, overwhelming amount of people show up, which is great. Uh, and we also realized that uh, you know we need to have them at a higher frequency. So we will be having that event from 8.30 to 1 o'clock on Saturday, June 5th at, on the KU campus um, in lot 301. Um, it's going to be another drive-through event to minimize any personal contact. Uh, there will continue to be a fee for the CRT TVs, those big uh, cathode ray TVs um, and will accept payment on site for that. We're looking for volunteers. So if anyone is willing to come and help direct traffic um, uh, along the way, that would that would be really great. And I'll put in the minutes and um, we have we have on our website a link to sign up to volunteer for that event. We're looking for about 20 to 30 people um, to help expedite the process. Um, so that is coming up soon. The other thing that is exciting is that we have started our gleaning 
project. So uh, I mentioned a couple months ago that we received a grant from the um, U.S. Department of Agriculture, and so we were able to um, hire someone part-time to help us with our food recovery efforts, which is a big part of our food system plan. Um, and so we uh, are working in partnership with a couple organizations. One is After the Harvest, which is based in Kansas City and expanding into Douglas County, and the other is Community Organized Gleaners. And we are working in partnership with those organizations to go out to farms in Douglas County and uh, help take uh, the extra produce off their hands of um, sometimes they might, um, the produce might be a little too ugly to sell at the market uh, or to businesses, or it might just be that um, they're ready to clear out that bed of or that row of lettuce uh, and they just don't have time to process it all. And so they'll call us out and um, we're working with volunteers. So again, here's another opportunity for folks to get involved, uh, to go out and harvest some harvest some greens. This week we did lettuce, and um, so far we've, we've had, I think, three gleans, and we've harvested over 200 pounds of produce uh, that we were able to send directly to Just Food, um, the Lawrence Shelter, and some of uh, our other community partners. So, so we're really excited that that program is up and running now, and um, uh, we're able to connect food, healthy food, healthy fresh food, with uh, folks who need it most. And then uh, a few more things. One is that the downtown master plan draft has been released for public comment. So I would highly encourage uh, board members as well as anyone in the public to look at that plan, review it, uh, and provide your input. Um, there have been several opportunities to provide input along the way in the development of the plan, um, this is another opportunity. Uh, so it's pretty close to final. And so if you would take a look at it, uh, you know, the, the, the values of this board, um, the commitments that you recommended to the city commission related to the Green New Deal, um, look closely for some of those things that weren't in place when the plan started, uh, the plan development started, but there might be opportunities to strengthen those things before it's, it's adopted in its final form. So I'll, I'll make sure to um, include that link in the minutes as well. And then uh, a lot of- All right, Jasmine. Oh, yes. Sorry, just on that point, uh, this is Ben Sykes, uh, SAB member, whatever, sorry. Um, I'm just curious if, if you have uh, perspective or if it would be possible to um, understand the key sustainability points that are in that downtown master plan um, rather than us independently all trying to figure out exactly what the elements are there are if there has been things that have been suggested in the past that that are definitely highlighted or that you feel have been integrated in the master plan it'd be great for just like a bulleted list of those or um, I, I know we're the ones that maybe should come up with how how it could be better sustainability wise, but um, if there are already elements in there that have been impacted, um, that would be really nice to, um, to know. Jasmine Moore, Sustainability Director. Uh, that has not been done in a, a consolidated format, but I can, I can make it a, a, a first go at that and, and share with you. Thank you very much, that'd be fantastic. Sorry to give you another thing to do. 
I know you have a lot. It's in. Oh, go ahead, Kate. Is, hi, Kate, uh, Kate Johnson, SAB member. Um, you usually provide a director's report. It, I didn't see a link to that this time. Did um, so I didn't see that. Did it just not get done? Did you just not have yep. a chance to? I just didn't have a chance to put it together. So it <laughs> that's was fine. Maybe you could send that out as soon as you finish that, because that way, because there's the all the specific information about the um, the electronics uh, recycling drive and some of those sorts of things that might be uh, useful to uh, us. I'd like to pass it on to my company. Jasmine Moore, sustainability director. Yes, I will. Um, it's pretty close to being ready, so uh, it should be ready. Uh, when I upload the minutes later this evening. Perfect, thank you. Okay, one more thing um, that I wanted to share is that uh, as it relates to the strategic plan, um, we've been talking about this for a long time. Um, environmental sustainability is a core commitment uh, of the strategic plan. The strategic plan is designed to directly inform the development of the budget for 2022. So staff is working on that right now. Um, it will, it's scheduled to, the budget recommendation from the city manager is scheduled to be in front of the city commission for consideration in July. So over these next six weeks or so, staff is working really hard to put together um, a budget that aligns with the strategic plan. So I wanted to just put that on your radar and uh, just keep an eye out for that. Um, the, like I said, the intent is that we're thinking differently about how we are allocating our resources um, to make sure that they are better aligned with what we're trying to do as a community. Um, so that's um, where a lot of my time has been spent um, over this last month is, is working on, on the strategic plan and as it relates to the budget. Um, and then the other thing that I wanted to elevate uh, is related to uh, federal dollars that are coming to our community. Um, the first, um, the first of which is related to the coronavirus, state and local uh, funds. So, we got some direction as of Monday of what exactly that looks like, and so staff is in the process of digesting that 200-page document to figure out what best uh, aligns with our strategic plan, as well as our COVID recovery uh, and response efforts. So it's encouraging. There are some things in there related to green infrastructure. Uh, there are things in there related to um, how we can best support our, our food system and, and food workers. And so there, there are some things that are directly connected to our strategic plan and environmental sustainability specifically that I think um, if, if we can really direct these funds in a way to accelerate our progress on the strategic plan. I think there's a big opportunity for that. Um, as far as the infrastructure bill that's in the works, and Kay mentioned this earlier, um, that's another big opportunity that I see. And so staff is keeping a close eye on the development of that. And as soon as we have 
more assurances that it's in a, a close to final stage, then we'll really get into the weeds um, related to what opportunities can we take um, take advantage of to, to bring those federal dollars to, to Lawrence um, and advance the goals that we have. Uh, the um, overall direction for those funds from the Biden administration include many of the elements that you all have talked about as it relates to the Green New Deal. So I'm feeling very optimistic that the city of Lawrence is in a really great position to take advantage uh, of that because we should be really closely aligned with the, the, uh, the values and the direction that are shaping that large infrastructure bill. So, um, so that's, those are some of the things that we'll be working on, uh, you know, I anticipate over the next several months, um, is figuring out how we can best um, make sure that we're, we're bringing those dollars to, to Lawrence as much as we can. So, um, so I think that was my final item. Does anyone have any questions about any of those things? I'll get the No, but links. I think that's really great, Jasmine. Uh, this is KSAB board member. I, um, I was around when federal stimulus money was sent uh, to cities um, many years ago, and, uh, and that was, uh, a lot of it was associated with emissions reductions. So if I could suggest one thing that you should consider any of the projects that you're looking at and considering that you would um, uh, do something to show similar to what they were talking about with the weatherization in that you ought to be able to calculate the uh, emissions reductions when you uh, are doing infrastructure or green infrastructure uh, type bills so there are funds and projects so you ought to be able to demonstrate that um that you are you know using the money to um improve the the environmental sustainability situation i i would suggest you keep that in mind when those plans are being developed this is Jasmine Moore, Sustainability Director. Thanks for that reminder, Kay. I think that is also consistent with where the strategic plan is going as well. There, there's going to be key performance indicators for the different outcomes and really looking at ways to measure our progress. Uh, so I think you're right on target there. I did want to mention, because I, I forgot about this, um, there, the, um, the coronavirus uh, local recovery funds does call out specifically weatherization and um, utility assistance and home repair. So uh, in thinking about the, um, the weatherization program and been the work that you and Jackie have started on, there may be, it looks like there's going to be an opportunity for more funds to come in to support that work. So um, so wanted to provide that as well. I think that's really great. Okay, um, thank you for that report. Uh, if there's no other comments or questions, we could move on. Um, uh, and, and I don't know if you want to cover this, Jasmine, because you've put future agenda items. So maybe, maybe you should also discuss that. Um, Kay, this is Ben Sykes. Uh, 
SAB board member, I was just wanted to extend, um, I don't think Deb or Morgan were here for our last meeting when we kind of talked about champions and committees and stuff. I know Deb got pulled onto one kind of historically, but if any of you guys also are interested, of course, in being in these subcommittees, just sing out and we'll make sure to, to get you on. Besides the public at large, we definitely want anybody on SAB that, that didn't get an opportunity to, to, to definitely. Thanks for saying that, Ben. I appreciate that. Yes, absolutely, Morgan <laughs> and others. Hi, yeah, um, Morgan Orozco, SAB member. Um, I just talked to Jasmine about this in the chat. I'm going to email the chairs of the respective subcommittees that I want to join. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Fantastic. Okay, Jasmine, do you want to cover those future items? Yeah, this is Jasmine Moore, Sustainability Chair. Uh, so th some of these are carried over from the discussion that you all have had over the last couple months related to topics that you weren't ready to elevate to a priority, but you wanted to learn more about. Um, and so uh, those are, are carried over. There is a new one, which is listed first, which is um, the Environment, Health, and Science Municipal Services Operations Programs. Um, so this is uh, an attempt to um, create a learning opportunity for you all uh, related to some of the environmental programs that we have internally. Um, so that department would, would like the opportunity to come and share with you what they've been working on and, and some of the things that they have in the works. So uh, we've talked about doing that at the June meeting. Um, so uh, that is on the schedule as a future agenda item, as well as uh, the other five items there that are carry, are, have been carried over from the discussion related to priorities and what you all wanted to learn more about. I think the June meeting would be really good for um, the municipal services operations. It, it really does impact almost all of our um, priorities in some way or another. So it would be good if if that's on the agenda. I I'm all in favor for having that stay on the June meeting. This is Jasmine, Sustainability Director. Um, that's the members of that staff are, are ready to and will be prepared to present in June to this group. So do you have a time period that they would present? Do they, I think in the past it was like 20 minutes. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, this is Jasmine again. Uh, yeah, we want to make sure that there's plenty of time for discussion as well. So we'll ask them to present um, for, you know, less than, you know, 20 minutes or less, and then have some time if there's any questions and interaction. Um, this is a group that uh, the municipal services and operations realizes that there's a lot of connections between the, the work that you all are doing and how that um, it filters down to their work uh, every day. And so wanting to create a relationship so that you all know more about what they do and um, can reach out um, when, when you need to as and ask questions about the work that they do. I noticed that there's uh, one on the clean water and conservation practices in the bullets. 
Um, would that be the group that would also talk about stormwater and conservation practices for the municipal government for, for the city of Lawrence? Jasmine Moore, Sustainability Director. Yeah, that's one of the things that um, I, I talked with them about. Um, so that's something that they could potentially wrap into their presentation or if there's um, more specific information. Um, so I'm thinking, yes, they'll touch on that in the presentation. And then if, if anyone wants more detail, then we can arrange for another presentation. Or even if it's just a few members that are interested in digging into that more, we can arrange a meeting outside of a SAB meeting for those members to learn more about that topic. Okay, cool. Uh, so I also have an um, that is not on this list, but before I ask this question, does anybody else have anything to add for those future agenda items? This is Sarah Chenoweth, uh, board member. I was just wondering for those of you um, regarding the, the very first gentleman who spoke in public comment, um, for those of you who heard that presentation last time, is that something that you all think would be valuable for some of us new members to hear or or what what about that? Well, I think the last time and um, that that we talked about it, we talked we heard the presentation in subcommittee as well as in uh, our board. Um, we had decided then, but that doesn't mean that we would have to do that now, but we had decided then that we would wait until we got our subcommittees going to see where that type of thing would fit. And it's possible that might fit in that climate change uh, subcommittee, but I'm, I'm not the one to say that. I'm just telling you what we've done in the past. Does anybody else have any comments on that? So just to clarify, Kay, this is Ben Sykes, SAB member, the Citizens Climate Lobby presentation. Uh, if you're thinking about how that would work out, that would be you would advocate for that being a presentation to a subcommittee that was more specifically about those elements potentially before it comes to the full committee. Well, it it never did uh, come to the full committee as an action item. We discussed it several times, but there are many um questions that still that were not answered the last time and uh, I I know that they're they've been trying to work on those so it's possible that they have more answers um, my personal concern is that it would allow business and industry to not um, have to follow air quality rules so there's a lot of different ins and outs of that particular um, agenda item and and you know since it's at the federal level i just am personally very concerned about that still but i'm just speaking for myself so um it, it seemed to me that when we discussed it the last time we were going to hold it over in and put it back into the climate um, adaptation plan because um, there are aspects of it that are really good. And I just, you know, personally, I just don't think they've worked out all the details yet, but. 
And they couldn't give us the answers to some of those questions. They may have done that now, I don't know. So I, I guess in other words, I'm still willing to listen to their presentations again, um, but I think it ought to be at that subcommittee level. That's that makes sense as a future agenda item for the subcommittee, but not necessarily at the full board level then. Right. And obviously anybody can, if we have him at um, a presentation by that group at the subcommittee, anybody could attend the subcommittee, except that I think the only thing that we have to be careful with is how many board members uh, are in attendance at a time, uh, because we don't want a quorum. We don't want to have an open meetings violation. This is Jasmine, sustainability director. So just a reminder about what that number is. Um, anytime there are six or more board members, then that constitutes as quorum. So it would need to be a maximum of five that could attend any of the subcommittee meetings. Five board members. So I, I suppose that we could have a couple of meetings if, if, if it approached a problem, we could probably do it um, so that several could attend if we had two different meetings so that we wouldn't have a problem with that. I think if there's more than six or more that want to attend, we should just do it during this, um, the board meeting. That's probably a yeah. good idea, Deb. That's reasonable. And maybe maybe that's what we could do. We could just have a poll <laughs> and ask. This is Jasmine, sustainability director. Would you like me to send um, that to the board and see if there's interest uh, or who, who's interested, and then that will determine if that needs to go in a subcommittee or the larger meeting. That sounds like a plan. Okay. Thanks, Jasmine. So are there other uh, discussion items about future agenda? Uh, one of my questions, this is outside of that topic, is, uh, and did anyone ever get appointed to the... Um, Capital program review, Jasmine. We the Sustainability Advisory Board has a option to have someone represent us on that committee. Did did someone ever get appointed? Jasmine Moore, Sustainability Director. You're I think you're referring to the Public Incentive Review Committee. Yes, um, sorry. And I yes. There is a member that was appointed and we talked about this last month and I neglected to, to reach out to them. So um, so I will commit to uh, doing that because last month you talked about just wanting to establish that connection so that they can provide feedback back to you all about what the what discussions are happening in that board. Is that right? Right. Okay. Yes, because they're, they had some incredibly good discussions. I don't know if they meet every month, but I happen to... Uh, listen to the one of the last ones and it was a very good discussion and I kept thinking the whole time I wonder if any of those people are representing <laughs> the SAB I because I didn't know who that was and um, 
but there were some really good um, discussions about what has been proposed, and there were, there were some good votes making recommendations for the those incentives. So um, I think that we should, if not monthly, at least have a quarterly um, discussion. And I don't know how how far in advance the committee has to know what is coming before their agenda. Um, but definitely some of those items were really interesting and uh, good to know. So if you could talk to that person and we figure out, I, I mean, I don't know if you want to say who it is or not, but Yes, uh, this is Jasmine Moore, Sustainability Director. Uh, Kate Lorenz is the person who was selected okay. from from the recommendations based on uh, from this board. Um, so I'll reach out to her and uh, talk with her about connecting back with SAB, so we can. That would be great. That. And if I had had to guess, I, but I who I thought it was, but I wasn't sure. This is Ben Sykes, uh, board member Jasmine. I just am curious, uh, I think I asked this last time, I know the, um, the city has now approved the budget amendment that increased uh, several positions. I'm just wondering if some of those amendments, uh, the change in budgets, you think Im will impact your department or a sustainability overall in terms of city municipal functions? Jasmine Moore, sustainability director. Uh, my office is, is not impacted by those um, those increases. Um, we are working on a budget request for 2022 that would hopefully add some more capacity to the work that we are doing. Um, but the the ones that were recently approved, those aren't positions that are related to my office. Now, all that to say, within the context of the strategic plan environmental sustainability should be all of our work um, at the city. And so, uh, you know, one, uh, one interpretation of that expansion of staff is that it increases the capacity of those departments so that they can do more uh, of integrating those commitment areas, including equity, including environmental sustainability and others into the work of each department. So, um, so not directly, but hopefully indirectly, that increases some capacity to, to do more on environmental sustainability. That's a good question, Ben. So I guess uh, now we can open it up if there's no more um, questions about agenda items or future items for member updates. I don't particularly have any um, update except that I did see that I think this is really cool that Mattel is going to start recycling toys on certain brands and I will find the link and provide that because individuals that have Barbies and I think it's Hot Wheels cars and I can't remember some other block that I uh, can't remember the name of the there's currently three brands that um, Mattel is going to have a take back program. Um, and I guess they said that during COVID, a lot of parents were buying a lot of toys and uh, they want to make sure that the toys don't end up in landfills. So they're going to be uh, recycling those into 
additional toys or and other uh, into other areas. And I thought that was kind of cool. So I will be glad to provide the link. And I intend to send some toys to Mattel. <laughs> My children are 25, no, 35. So <laughs> it's time to do that. That's all I have for an update. Uh, this is Sarah Chenoweth, SAB board member. Um, I'm the liaison to the Food Policy Council, and we have a meeting next week, but I just thought that I would give a quick update that um, the county, like the, the health department, the way that they're, they're working together, um, has just got a grant to kind of start a pilot for expanding the common ground community gardening program. Um, so it's just starting, but they're looking at, at how to do that um, throughout the city. So I think that uh, that's exciting, as well as being really involved in um, the discussions around the transit redesign to try to make sure that transit uh, takes in mind uh, getting people to where they can buy healthy, nutritious food. So just wanted to make that update. Thanks. Uh, Sarah, it seems to me like it would be a good idea since you're our liaison. Could Would it be possible, Jasmine, to put Sarah on the monthly um, agenda and just, I mean, she's meeting on a regular basis. It would be great if we had a regular update from her. This is Jasmine, facility director. Um, yeah, that, that uh, I think you can either plan to do it in member updates, or if it could be that if you have something that is going to take some time, um, that you just let me know and we'll put it on as a formal agenda item, um, and then that way we can budget more time for that. Um, I also just wanted to uh, add for the common ground grant that you mentioned. We haven't gotten it yet. But uh, we did apply, so I uh, just wanted to correct that. Um, I'm hopefully, sorry, I'm sorry. hopefully I'm next excited. month we'll be able to announce that we got it. But we <laughs> we don't know yet. <laughs> That's really cool, though. So, do we have others? Ben, do you have anything you want to add? Kay's got my number. She's like, oh, Ben adds a lot of stuff. Ben, what do you have to add? <laughs> You're doing all sorts of stuff, Ben. Uh, I don't think I have any, any anything to add specifically for SAB. I appreciate it. Deb, how about you? Uh, no, not specifically. Morgan. I don't have anything. Thank you, though. Don't forget about Allison. Oh yeah, Allison. I do not have any additions, thanks. All right. I can't think of anything else. Um, do we have a, I suppose we're gonna end early. Oh my gosh. Do we have any additional items? One more time going once. <laughs> there is, I see that Michelle Gundy is available. Um, wonder if she would like to unmute and add anything from the city perspective. Um, hi, Kay. Thanks. Hi. Uh, <laughs> no. If uh, your name's there, you're going to get called on. <laughs> <laughs> um, we did uh, fun stormwater outreach 
to some kids today, and they are gonna they're in the um, Atchison tributary to Yankee Tank Creek, but um, they're gonna do a cleanup in that um, along that creek, and so we're we're just kind of looking for more opportunities to do more outreaches like that. And, um, so. Do you have regular cleanups? Do you have um, regular public scheduled cleanups? We don't. And so that's kind of one of the things with our MS4, our stormwater permit that we're going to look to increase here um, in the coming months and years. And um, then it's just getting busy with construction season and keeping track of who's letting uh, soil get into the stormwater and <laughs> kind of slapping a few hands there. So yeah, it's a busy time right now, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I too, I so. wondered, um, there are some voluntary efforts in other uh, locations and other cities that have regular um, river cleanups. And to me, it would be kind of cool if, um, you know, the city of Lawrence could do that too. Yeah, I agree. And there's, I mean, I know just in my neighborhood and other neighborhoods, they kind of pick that up on their own uh, a lot of times. And this was an HOA that we presented to today and they got the kids involved. And so maybe that's one angle to go at it. Um, I have um, seen that the city of Wichita has done, uh, they kind of have a hamburger cookout. They do a lot of different things to get people to come help. They give gloves, they give all kinds of different things for cleanup. So maybe that's something that City of Lawrence might consider. Yeah, I think so. And we might, um, if I could maybe touch base with you and get some contacts in Wichita and see how they do it. Sure, um, I'd be glad to do that, especially like maybe before the 4th of July when all of the fireworks <laughs> are going down by, you know, before or after, <laughs> um, you know, yeah, with all the fireworks. Yeah. Be glad to do that. So is there anyone else? Jasmine, do you have anything? I guess I could ask Don real quick. Don, do you Don Hawkins, do you have anything else to add? <laughs> no, but thanks for asking. <laughs> well, does, um, I guess we need a motion to adjourn the meeting in a second. This is Alice McCoons, and I move that we end the meeting. All right, thank you. Is there a second? Sarah Chenoweth, I'll second. Okay. So all in favor of adjourning the meeting, uh, I think we can wave our hands and leave. <laughs> so I don't think we have to have a roll call count. Um, thank you, Jasmine. Thank you, Kay. Thanks for stepping up. Uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.